This is the weekly Fremont Moo podcast. Full count, one out, runners in the corners. The set, runner goes, hit, swing and a line drive up the third baseline and fair and rolling toward the corner for a hit. McBride has scored. Dodge around third. He's going to try and score. Sullen's throw toward home is cut off and Dodge scores. And this game is tied at six. An inside look at Moo Baseball. This one is rocketed out towards center field, going back to center field. And McBride, how did he make that catch? Behind his back, looking like Willie Mays. And now, here's your host, Nate Rohr. And on the 21st day, they rested. Welcome into episode number five of the Fremont New Podcast. I'm Nate Rohr. Happily well-rested after the first off day of the 2020 season, 20 straight days with a game to begin the year, and a good 20 days for the Moo as Fremont came through it in first place in the Clark Division. Here in just a moment, we'll check out the highlights of the past week, including that great run through the Badlands, where for the second time this year, Fremont took two of three from the defending champion Big Sticks, and that means the Moo win the series for the season over Badlands, four games to two. The big sticks don't even come down to Fremont, at least in the regular season, but we could see them in August, I'm just saying. And then, after that, we'll chat with a trio of Moo players. I had a chance to circle the bases with one of the youngest guys on this year's Moo club as Jackson Zimmerman out of Seward, the soon-to-be Omaha Maverick, and I circled the bases with a few quick questions. And then Brent Bartels had a chance to chat with a couple of his University of Nebraska classmates. He spoke with Quinn Mason and Luke Boynton. And so we'll share those conversations with you. Plus, we'll get you ready for the next week. The Moo with quite a few home games. They've got a couple right out of the gate against Pierre. And then after a quick trip to South Dakota, they come back home for three. But. It was a great week up in North Dakota, so let's look back at the highlights of the past week. Let's hear the top moments from last week. It's time for the Moo Review. White swings at this one and blasts this one. Deep left center field, and it is gone. A two-run home run for Luke White. And the move get on the board here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Tied at one, top of the second. Runner at third, one out, the 2-2. Zimmerman lines this one into right field, down for a hit. And Morrison will score easily. And the move take a 2-1 lead in the second. 1-2, over to the right field corner. This one's got a chance. Blasted and it is into the bullpen area. A home run for Cooper Morrison on a 1-2 count. And he cuts the deficit 5-3. Plessland with the 0-2 and McBride swings and lines this one into right center field. It's down for a hit and will roll to the wall. Dodge on his way to third. He's going to try and score. The relay from Cordes coming to the plate is going to be late. Dodge is safe and it's an RBI triple for Ronnie McBride. Welcome back, Mr. Excitement. One to nothing, Fremont in the top of the first. Abdelmauer swings and it's a high fly ball to left field. Flores all the way back and it's gone! A two-run home run for Matt Abdelmauer. And here come the mood, charging through the pasture. Leading three nothing is three two. McBride swings at a fastball and drives it to deep left field, and it is gone. A two-run home run for Ronnie McBride, and this game is tied at six. Back in the first, a walk, a triple, and a home run by Abdel Nauer. Again, he's standing on first base. The pitch to Howell is lined to left field. This one's way back, way back, and it clears the tree. 
Breeze in left field. A two-run home run for Taylor Howell, and the Moo are back on top, eight to six. Here's Taylor Howell. Swings the first pitch, drives it to left center. This one's gone. See you later, ball. Into the trees, and it's a two-run home run for Taylor Howell, and no doubter to the deepest part of the park, and the Moo have crawled back again now, 18 to 11. Second home run of the day for Taylor Howell. One and one the count, the set, the pitch from Flesher, and McBride swings and lines up one in the left center field, down for a hit. Dodge around third, he'll score easily, and the Moo have a one to nothing lead in the top of the first inning as McBride comes through with an RBI in the first inning for the second straight game. Set by Flesher, his 2-2, and White swings and hits a towering drive to deep left center field. Sanders all the way back, and it's gone! A two-run home run for Luke White. Now 3-0 Fremont. 1-2, White swings, high fly ball, left or right center field. It'll fall for at least one White on base, and it'll score Kanan Dodge from third. So White with a two-out single scores. Kanan Dodge, the bases were loaded. Now they are not, thanks to a couple of hits, a sack fly and a wild pitch, and the Moo are up six to one. Two, two, one more time. A jam swing and miss. Ooh, that looked good. From Brody Syntax striking out Young here in the first out in the bottom of the seventh inning. That was dirty. Owen won the count. Hot shot to second base, a good snag by Sears who was playing him over into the hole, and they retire Sanders for the third out. That is seven good innings out of Brody Syntac, and if we were at home, the entire stadium would be giving him a well-deserved standing ovation. Set by Irwin. Righty's first pitch, setting and swings, and it's a fly ball to center field and deep. McBride all the way back to the wall, reaches up at the wall and makes the catch. Ronnie hopped up at the wall and made the catch and saved at least a double and perhaps more. And the big sticks are done in the eighth. Two on, two out, the set. And again, Omelette's one, two. Zimmerman swings and sprays a fly ball into the short right center field, diving the center fielder. Sanders cannot make the catch. Howell will come in to score. Morrison is into third. It's an RBI single to center for Jackson Zimmerman. And the Moo take a one-nothing lead in the top of the second. But he's here in 2020 playing for the big sticks. And he has had a hot start. Here's Luke White. He swings and hammers one to left. This one is crushed, and it is way, way, way out of here for a long home run, and the Moore back on top, two to one. Brock Reller steps into the box against Hunter Omelette, swings at the first pitch and hammers it out to right field, going back to Zlundmark. He's gonna watch it sail over the wall. It's a home run. A leadoff home run here in the top of the sixth inning for Brock Reller and the Moo extend their lead four to one. Go two pitch, called strike three. Isaac Van Dyke goes seven strong innings by striking out one mark and that's it here in the seventh inning. Moo one pitch away from taking a second series from the defending champs. The set, McKinnon's 0-2. Fastball, cold strike three at the belt down the heart of the plate. And the Moo have come up to Dickinson and taken two of three from the defending champs for the second time this season. We're hustling around the diamond with a member of the Moo crew. It's time to circle the bases. Let's circle the bases with Jackson Zimmerman. And Jackson, first off, you're one of the youngest guys on this roster. How has that worked out? Have you been able to get along with the guys even though you haven't had a day of college yet? 
Oh yeah, yeah, we get along pretty well. Um, they like to have fun with me since I'm the young kid on the block. But I mean, we still get along pretty well, and it's it's honestly really fun to be with guys that you know want to be here all the time and like baseball. So it is really fun to be with them. You're in a veteran group of catchers. You know, Emmanuel's been here before. Uh, Matt Abdelnauer is is a veteran as well. What have you learned from those guys and being around guys who have played at the college level, uh, a level higher than where you've been? Yeah, Nick's Nick's taking me under his wing a little bit. Um, he's just been helping me with the mental game, calling the game, um, receiving literally everything, and um, just getting me ready for. Um, you know the college level because he's obviously been there Matt's helped me the same way and so they like I'll come in after an inning they'll just talk about different stuff and not telling me what to do they're just um you know helping me out giving me pointers and you know, I take what they say and just make it my own you know what biggest what, what's been the biggest adjustment you've had to make from the college game to or from the high school game to this where it's not just college level players but also wood bat uh one to travel uh, you know, 20 games, 20 days, we barely even play 20 games in a high school season. So it's, it's obviously that's been different. Uh, facing college arms, that's also been different. I've played, you know, high-level travel ball, but these guys, you know, obviously know how to play at the college level. So just doing that, um, seeing that, it took me a while to get used to it, but now I feel like I'm in a groove. I'm seeing it well, and, you know, hopefully we can build on that. But uh, just the, the co- college-level pitching is, has been the main thing for sure. Finally, you were the public address announcer for Seward High School softball. Uh, you're not gunning for my job, are you? No, I am not. Not at all. <laughs> did, did you have any uh, memorable moments, mistakes, faux pas behind the mic for the Jays? Uh, I remember one time we had a couple umpires that didn't, they were doing their plate meeting, and I was told, you know, to start during the plate meeting, and I got yelled at by the umpires one time because they didn't like that. So, you know, I, I remember that. And I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Learn a little more about one of Fremont's finest. Let's meet the Moo. It's a doubleheader this week on Meet the Moo. First off, Brett Bartels got a chance to chat with Fremont pitcher and Husker pitcher Quinn Mason. I'm Brett Bartels talking with Quinn Mason, pitcher at the Nebraska Corn Huskers and for the Fremont Moo. The first question I have for you is what were your expectations this spring at Nebraska? Um, my expectations were to come in and pitch in any spot that the team needed me and have fun and compete with my teammates and hopefully compete for a Big Ten title. And then COVID happened. What did that do for your development your freshman year? You know, we were on a upward slope of developing each pitch, and then that happened, shut it down for a, a month or so and started to build back up so I could come pitch for the moon and keep developing there. How did not having a spring season or having a very limited spring season affect you and your summer plans? Um, It gave me a little bit of a a rest period for my arm, but it was tough to to judge on when to throw, how hard to throw, because no one knew when the season was going to start back up for the summer. But, yeah, that's about it. Did you have any summer plans playing in any other leagues that were canceled, or uh, what was the what was the situation um, before the moo? Uh, me and Kyle Perry were supposed to go up to Duluth, Minnesota, and play for the Huskies in the Northwoods League. And uh, how did you get to the moo? I got 
to the move the day that the Duluth Huskies canceled. Coach Bennett called me up and asked if I want to play for him, and I said, heck yeah, so worked out good. What have you learned through this entire experience of going into your freshman year through now? Um, definitely building relationships, learning from my teammates and coaches. Open communication helps because everybody, you know, in the dugout, they all have great minds, great baseball minds, and you can just learn from everybody. So, What has been the best experience so far on the move? Bonding in the hotels and the long road trips, I feel like we really bond there and that carries on to the field and we're all playing together for each other and competing together, playing baseball because we're lucky to be out here playing baseball because not a lot of guys get to do that this summer. What are the goals for the rest of this season on the boo and taking that into Nebraska? Keep developing all three pitches and keeping that mindset of being a pit pull on the mound and staying loose and relaxed. And then final question, what will you take from this summer uh, and everything that you've learned and apply it to Nebraska? Uh, I know you just mentioned the pitches. Is there anything else that you'll take from this summer and apply this fall and next spring? Uh, Building relationships with teammates and coaches, just building on that because I feel like if you do that, you get more comfortable with those guys. You can trust them more. They can trust you more, and it just makes the game flow easier. All right. Thank you again. That was Quinn Mason, uh, and we look forward to seeing you pitch again for the Moo and again at the Cornhuskers uh, in the fall and in the spring. Thank you. Later, Brent spoke with Husker first baseman and Moo first baseman Luke Boynton. I'm Brent Bartels. I'm talking with Luke Boynton, who plays for the Fremont Moo and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. We'll talk about your spring first at Nebraska. What were your expectations this spring going into baseball season? Um, I had pretty high expectations definitely I had really high expectations for the team for sure I know that uh we had a good group of guys and it sucks that it got cut short but I know everybody's ready to get back to it this fall when COVID happened how did that affect you and your development for your freshman year because of course you started out really hot um yeah it definitely sucked a little bit but uh you know it happens it happened to everybody And I'm just excited that we're going to be able to play this fall. And I'm looking forward to all the new guys that are coming in and just getting better, bringing a higher level, definitely, that's coming in. So, How did spring affect your summer plans? Um, Well, I kind of went through like a little whirlwind. I've been in two leagues already that got canceled and up in New England and then down home in Georgia. And then I'm just glad I got the opportunity to play this summer with Fremont, especially being so close to Lincoln. How did that go about? Can you explain the process of going from one league to the next and realizing that the season was cut short and then how you ended ultimately getting here? Um, So Coach Marcuso sets up all of the uh, um, players with teams and basically just tells us where he wants us. And we just say, yep, I'll be there whenever you need me. And so I started in New England. That was one of the first leagues to get canceled. And then the Georgia League got canceled as well. And then... I just texted him. I was like, Coach, I need somewhere to play. And then he called up Fremont. I know a couple other teams. And I told him I want to be in Fremont, close to Lincoln. How does not having a spring affect you playing this summer and on the move? Um, I'd, I'd say the biggest thing is just losing those three months that we had of just not being able to see any live at-bats. Then I did get surgery this uh, in April to get my metal plates taken out of my forearm. So that's been a little bit of a hiccup. But 
no excuse, so I'm just excited that I'm out here playing again. What have you learned through this experience of getting a season canceled, moving around, and then ultimately ending here in Fremont? Um, honestly, it's just life in general. Everything that you're going to get things thrown at you, and it's just the way Coach Bolt taught us is just no excuses. Just make the most of everything you can, and honestly, it's just a great opportunity that I get to be around a great group of guys and competitive baseball. What has been the best experience so far this season? I know it's only about halfway over, but what's been the best experience you've had so far? I think just being around this great group of guys, and there's a lot of talent on our team, just getting to know guys, learn about other places and stuff, just guys from all over, West Coast, East Coast. It's just been fun enjoying and getting to know them. What are your goals for the rest of this summer? Again, I only mentioned that it's about half over and we've played 18 to 20 games now. What are your goals for the rest of this summer on this team? I'd say just keep getting at bats, getting my forearm healthy, and just honestly making the most of it and getting ready for the fall is the main thing. And what's one thing that you'll take from this summer and apply it to in the fall or next spring at Nebraska? Uh, Just don't take anything for granted. Always just... Be on your toes, be ready for anything, especially just being, I was told about two days before that I was going to be playing in Fremont on Friday and I got my butt right up here and was ready to go. So basically that's it. All right. Thank you, Luke, uh, for your time. And we appreciate you uh, playing on the Moo and having a good season. And we look forward to seeing you play the rest of this season and then in Nebraska in the fall and next spring. Thank you. Thank you very much. Here's what's coming up moving forward for Fremont. The Cows come home for a brief two-game series with the Pier Trappers Friday and Saturday before buzzing up to South Dakota for games Sunday and Monday. Friday night is Gone Country Night presented by Big Dog 98.9 FM and 13.40 AM with the best country outfit winning an upgrade to the Coors Light Club. Then Saturday it's Hawaiian Night with fans wearing Hawaiian shirts getting the chance to throw out the first pitch and have their seats upgraded to the Coors Light Club. Both games start at 7.05. Trappers enter the series third in the Lewis Division, three games behind Badlands for the top spot. Pier is in the middle of the pack offensively, scoring six and a quarter runs a game while hitting 249 as a team. Cooper McMurray is fifth in the league and on base percentage at 468. Nick Grossman is second in the league in RBI with 18, two behind Fremont's Luke White. Grossman is also second in the league in doubles with six, despite hitting just 243. The Trappers pitchers are in the middle of the pack as well with a 5.61 ERA. Ethan Skujic currently leads the Expedition League with an 0.48 ERA, 18 and two-thirds innings pitched, and in strikeouts with 33. After the two home games, the Moo and Trappers will face off in Pier Sunday at 2.05 and Monday at 7.05. After Monday, the Moo don't leave the state of Nebraska to play again until the final three games of the year at Cirrus Valley, a streak of 25 straight games. It starts with a three-game home series against the Hastings Sodbusters. They enter play Friday just a half game behind Fremont for the Clark Division lead. Casey Burnham and Cole Evans pace the Sodbusters offense, ranking third and fourth respectively in the league in average. Burnham leads the league in on-base percentage at 531 and is second in the league with 15 stolen bases, while Evans is fourth in on-base percentage and second in the league in home runs with four. The Sodbusters average just under seven runs a game. On the hill, Nebraska pitcher Shea Shanneman is third in the league with a 172 ERA, while piling up the second most strikeouts in the league, 32. The Moo and Sodbusters square off Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at historic Muller Field in Fremont, all games at 7.05. 
you'll get a great chance to see the Moo at home coming up. 17 of the next 26 games are at Molar Field. That's all for us on this week's podcast. Join us next week. Until then, I'm Nate Rohr. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Fremont Moo Weekly Podcast. Follow the Moo on Twitter at Fremont Moo and visit FremontMoo.com for news, information, stats, and to buy tickets and Moo gear. Fremont Moo Baseball. It's a hit. It's a hit.